0: Technisha.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. This is your host, Technisha, coming in to you from Atlanta, Georgia, where the weather is tricky sometimes, but today is pretty cool today. But I'm glad to have you guys on. I know normally I don't do a show on Wednesday, but surprisingly, got a little cup and forgot that I did schedule a show on Wednesday, but I'm here with you guys. I'm hoping everyone had a wonderful weekend and that we are ready to hump because this is a hump day. Weekend will be coming up again. This month is almost over with. I can't even believe it. Man, it's almost coming to an end. I'm telling you. So so quick, we're going to be saying Happy New Year's and all over again. 2020, baby. So, you know, the time is now to get yourself together. I mean, you already have people out there already ready for 2021, you know, so what are we doing? to get ourselves even prepared for 2020 because I know some probably don't even have themselves together for 2021. I'm I'm guilty of that myself. But anyhow, I'm not going to talk your ear off. Let's hit you with a little tune, and we're going to go from here, and then we'll get back on the air, and we'll continue our day. Yes, we will. Oh, and my my new number to my show has changed. It is now 845 277 9285. You can call in. You can listen from your phone, your own computer. Wherever you are, you can listen in with any device that you possibly have. And make sure you share and always like the show and share value with others because you never know that these shows can actually help someone else and change their life. They could be going through the same situation or thinking about doing something of that same sort. So, you know, I am always like to add that value to their life to help them out. So anyhow, we're going to hit you with a little Frankie Beverly and Mays before I let you go, and then we'll be back on the air.
2: Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen.
0: One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: Once again, we're back with the Bright Side Technician. I'm your host, Technicia. If if you didn't get that introduction, of course, as I told you, you can listen anywhere from any device that you have. But you know one good thing about life, because it's always funny, and we have our heat cups. Things happen, but that's what I love about it, because you always get a chance to sometimes, sometimes be able to tweak it and fix it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, like, for instance, You know, sometimes it don't always go the way that you need it to go, your direction, but it always ends up coming back. Life is a GPS. You go one way and it always retracts you back. But anyhow, enough about all that. I want to bring on one of my guests who I am so eager to interview. This man has always followed different paths to discover unexplored frontiers, from living in the woods for months to traveling with a backpack around the world to forging a career in the business world that has made him a millionaire, a passionate observer. He began chronicling his experiences and inspired others to live freely and creatively. He has performed at various venues, including Grace Cathedral and San Francisco. He has also spoken for the Yoga Center and Kotati the San Francisco Wellness Society. Oh, This man has been all over, and he has authored 2,500 poems, two opera librettos, and now he has his 15th book, which I had the pleasure of holding in my hands. Fresh Eyes Upon the World, Making Life a Spectacular Journey. Without further ado, I'd like to bring Neil Grace on to the air so he can share his story with you as well. Neil Thank you so much for being here with us. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but I'm glad you are on the air with us to share your story of how you went from a backpacker to actually a millionaire. Amazing amazing um well stunned. thank
0: you so much i appreciate it uh you know life is a wild adventure with unexpected surprises and we have uh, unlimited resources within us we can tap into to deal with the challenges and the difficulties and the obstacles in everyday life i mean life is not always easy but i try to come from a very positive perspective and with a positive uplifting enthusiastic attitude to embrace every day to find beauty to find spiritual meaning and to be fulfilled every day and to be grateful for the gift of life, for I am a guest in in the sacred house of life, as
1: all of us are.
0: That's right, and
1: the same key word that you said is being grateful. People forget that. You even have to be be thankful for already what you have. You don't go to God when you need him. You go to him to tell him thank you. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because I practice that to practice all the time, gratitude. I wanted to ask this. Some some people develop their life philosophy by studying the great philosophers, Neil. Now, you did it by living passionately. Can you elaborate a little more on that?
0: Yes, Tanisha, uh, I can. I, um, I, I There's nothing wrong with learning from books and the standard uh, conventionality of academia. Uh, that can be very constructive and very useful, and you can accumulate a lot of information by studying you know, great thinkers. But I think the greatest teacher there is is life itself, the experiences of life, every moment. To go out, even if you're walking down the street, uh, you can learn from anyone, including a person who's living on the streets, to the most wise and esteemed uh, professor or scientist. So my choice was to go out and see what the world is about. And I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to go into new uh, places, new horizons. I wanted to experiment by expanding my parameters, expanding my definition of who I was or how I identified myself and doing things a little differently. And I think when we do that, we gain some wisdom. We gain a better understanding of ourselves. We gain insights about who we are because everything we do is really a ceaseless process of self-discovery. And the more we can go out and expose ourselves to new adventures and new experiences, uh, I think the wiser and the more enriched we will become. It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, I'm I'm not suggesting everybody go travel around the world, especially when there's the, the more ordinary or mundane things that we have to take care of every day just to survive, Um, but whatever you do, if you're open to new ideas, if you allow, that's why the name of the the book is Fresh Eyes Upon the World, if you allow yourself to see things freshly, with an open mind, without preconceptions, without filters of judgments, uh, you will be able to see things in a much more instantaneous way.
2: Mm.
1: I definitely agree with you. You even mention that in your book in Chapter 1, how we stay in our own boundaries. And I hear that a lot of times. People are so comfortable. I mean, you could die before you even be put in your own coffin. It's it's part of living how <laughs> to get out. I, I love I love the fact that you went out in the floor. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to stay stuck to what you're talking about. I need to go out and experience it for myself because your point of view is different from my point of view or from her point of view. I need to know for myself. That's basically what I'm getting from all this. I can't know. I can read all day online. I read about so many countries online, Neil, but it's not the same until you actually go envision it for yourself, and that's what Neil speaks in his Chapter 1. Many of, most of us stay within the boundaries of our status quo because they are familiar, they're Change. People don't like change because they used to, to the way it is. You go and change, some people get frantic when you change something else. Oh my God, you making that change? And, and sometimes change could be for good, sometimes it can be for bad, mm-hmm. but you'll never know if you stay stuck in that box. Matter of fact, I don't even like to think about a box. It's no box. Mm-hmm. You, you, you isolate yourself when you even think of a box. Move past that box. But I, I do love that, how you elaborated on that and the fact you well, you, know, you
0: know, the fact is, the reality is, we are changing continuously, whether we believe it or not, or whether we deny it or not. Change is synonymous with life. Life is a yes. continuous process of unfolding events. Everything is changing in our bodies, you know, physically, physiologically, all of our cells, completely, the hundreds of trillions of cells in our bodies change every seven years. So I think it's it's okay to be comfortable but the more you can nudge yourself into something new something a little bit different it's going to expand your consciousness and it's going to make you a little bit more progressive a little bit more grateful like you said a little bit more appreciative a little bit more uh aware of the magic and the mystery of existence and that's what life is all about I mean we're we're on this journey this temporary journey through the body I mean, most of us aren't yeah. going to live a century, but we're on this journey. Why not celebrate it? Why not cherish it? Why not see the divinity in it? Why not give yourself the opportunity to experience something that's going to make you feel great, that's going to help you to rejoice in the majesty of life? I mean, this is, this is to me paramount as our preordained spiritual journey on earth. That it is a beautiful planet and there's beautiful things in the human world and yes, there are a lot of negative things that happen and I'm not denying these things, but seek the beauty and you will be liberated from the fear of doubt, apprehension, suffering, and struggle.
1: Ooh, drop the mic on that. I hope you guys caught that at the very end. If you did not you're going to have to go back and listen to the replay because that was, pop, that was how seek the beauty, baby, seek it. Oh, man. Um, so, Neil, on this journey, who was maybe one of the most interesting characters you met?
0: I met a lot of characters. I actually – um, uh, one of the most uh, amazing individuals I met when I was in India in 1978. Uh, unexpectedly early in the morning, I met, uh, my friend and I were walking among these beautiful uh, government buildings. It was a bright, sunny morning. And we uh, stumbled serendipitously, magically, uh, into uh, Indira Gandhi, the Prime Minister of India, one of the most powerful, beautiful, graceful, intelligent women of the 20th century. And she was so kind and so receptive, she actually started to talk to us uh, for about 20 minutes. I had a conversation with her, and uh, she was so humble and so beautiful and emanated such radiance and such a state of grace. I was very, very much overcome and very touched by who she was, and uh, I'll never forget that meeting. Uh, even though very sadly and tragically she was assassinated about uh, four or five years later. Um, but she was an incredible person I met um, in my journeys. And uh, I, I've traveled around and hitchhiked for thousands of miles all over North America. I've been to every state except North Dakota. And I met a whole slew of amazing personalities. And uh, each one of them taught me a little bit about life, about human nature, and of course about myself. Because when we can reflect on what we learn about others, it'll it'll illuminate things about ourselves, which is very important. Hmm.
1: That is, you have to know yourself, and sometimes I think that's why people be lost, uh, Neil, because they don't know themselves. That that takes time, what would you say will probably be the first step in just getting to know yourself? Would you say meditation, maybe yoga, talking to somebody? I mean, how does one even get to that?
0: That's a great question. That's, that's probably the most important question we can ask mm-hmm. as conscious yes. beings, because how do we know ourselves? I think the first thing you need to do is you have to really establish the truth, that you want to know the truth about yourself. I am going to do this with requisite enthusiasm and passion. I'm going to do this no matter what. I am going to learn about who I am. Now, what that means, and you have to first of all define that. So when you define that, when you come to terms with that concept, then you can meditate, then you could read uh, self-help books, you can read. You can journal your own Uh, about your own life. Ask yourself questions. Really try to be introspective. Look inside yourself. And also, also this is vital. Be as objective as you can. Be honest about these things. We have to be careful of our egos. Our egos are very powerful. They're not going to go away. And if you let the ego rule you, you will be at the mercy of the ego. You need to breathe. You need to relax. You need to say, is this really serving me? Is this serving others? Is this who I am? What are the values I own? What are the things I own? Am I an honest person? Am I a kind person? Am I a caring person? Am I a creative person? What is motivating me? What is inspiring me? Another thing we have to look at very carefully is Who defined who I am? We're all conditioned from the moment we're born to be certain ways. Are these values and conditioning processes really a reflection of who I want to be? Because you can reinvent yourself and re-change or rearrange the story you tell about who you are at any time in your life. So, I know I'm saying a lot of things, but it's very imperative To understand yourself as objectively and as clearly as you possibly can. You can take a walk in nature. You can sit by yourself. You can also listen to what other people have to say about you. It doesn't mean you have to accept everything that is being uh, shared with you, but at least listen to it and see if there are elements of truth. And if there are, make the necessary changes look at your own defense system where are you defending yourself where are you trying to perpetuate your own identity where are you hiding from yourself all these things are paramount in the amazing thing called self awakening and self awakening mm-hmm. is probably the the greatest thing that we have to do because that will bring us closer to our mystical and spiritual self that will bring us closer to the ultimate freedom that we all inherently gravitate toward.
1: Right. So, Nell, when it boils all down, basically, would you say just knowing yourself means just really knowing your purpose and life?
0: Yes. Also, knowing yourself will get you in touch with your purpose, your mission. It will help to galvanize you. It will help to give you direction. It will give you signs and lead you to the right path. And it's not... It is not an easy journey to do. It doesn't happen overnight, even though we wish it could. You know what I'm saying, technician? It's not easy, but it does require discipline, focus, clarity, determination, and positivity.
1: Right. I do. I do totally agree with you 100% on that. Um, you, you. I know you probably have encountered a lot of situations what was probably one of the most dangerous situations you ever had to encounter?
0: Well, uh, it was pretty terrifying and, and I don't know if it was that dangerous, but I did end up uh, from India. I was in the Kashmir, and I did get very, very sick from uh, untreated water uh, that yeah. I drank and uh, got uh, amoebic dysentery. And then, anyway, on my, journey, I ended up in Russia back when it was very, very severe and uh, very much a strident communist nation. And I ended up in Moscow and I was very, very sick. I couldn't eat for days and had terrible uh, symptoms. And I ended up in a Russian army hospital with bars on the wall and um, I couldn't leave. And I got Very upset, very panicked, and didn't know. I spoke no Russian, and very few of the uh, personnel there spoke English. So I was kind of trapped there for about a week. And uh, they wanted to do an operation on me, uh, on my liver, and I said, no, no, no. And I was very weak, but ultimately, it was very traumatic. Ultimately, I did get out. They let me out, and I did continue on my journey and was able to recover from my sickness and continue on my wild, wondrous, happy adventures. But the the experience itself uh, taught me a lot about having to adjust to very, very uncomfortable and oppressive conditions and to have faith and trust in the unknown because I had no control over my destiny while I remained in this um, army hospital with bars on the window. So I had to really learn to have faith that everything would prevail harmoniously.
1: Okay. Ooh, Lord, I'm glad you out that situation now, Neil boy. I can't even imagine what you feel like a movie that I'm watching or something, but this is all reality, see? That's why I try to tell my listeners, I bring guests on who have experienced stuff that we don't even have time to know what's going on around the world, but this man has been through it all. Oh, I hope y'all getting all this stuff today. So, Neil, tell us about your imprint too, on uh, one on one encounter with, um, am I saying it right, Indira Gandhi?
0: Indira Gandhi, yeah, I told you that uh, she's the one that uh, I met in India.
1: She was Indira Gandhi was the
0: prime minister of India uh, at the time.
1: Oh, and I'm so sorry for her uh, her loss. I mean, for you to have that connection with somebody who has so much knowledge and and it's amazing. I wish I would have had the pleasure to meet someone of that. um, But you know what?
0: You know what? It's important in life. This is another thing that you brought up. Thank you for bringing this up indirectly. well, It's important to not be jealous of others, not be envious. It's important to honor who you are and what you have, and you can aspire. You can strive toward better things. You can strive for improvement and advancement of who you are all the time. But you don't want to compare yourself with others because that always that's the ego operating within you. And it's oh. important to find peace within yourself with who you are once you know yourself fundamentally. All right, this is who I oh. am. I can honor and appreciate myself. I can value myself. I am a m- marvelous creation of the cosmos. And I need to treat myself with love with respect, and then I can treat others with love and respect, including all of the creatures cohabitating the earth with us. Love them all. I can love life. Loving life is such a gift because it will lift you into the highest realms of ecstatic experiences of the oneness that we all have with everything.
1: That is so true, and the main thing people have to realize is, We have to stop competing, and I find it more so amongst women in general. We love to compete. We are all supposed to be working together. It's not a competition. we all going to get to the same end point. If we do what we got to do, we'll all get there together. But a lot of people, a lot of women in general, I don't find too much with the men. I find it more so with the women. I don't know if it's in our DNA or not, but we love to compete, and, oh, okay, you're doing better. Now I got to outdo you. It it, it shouldn't be that way. And I thought about that when you said how we compare or we look at somebody else. I had a bad habit of doing that. Matter of fact, I'm going to probably do a Facebook Live on that because I had a habit of doing that, looking at somebody else lifestyle, comparing my situation. When they're in Chapter 13, you're in Chapter 1. They're way in Chapter 13, so they all went through their trials and tribulations, and they all made it to where they need to be, and you don't know everybody's success story of how they got to where they are. You don't see everybody to sit behind those closed doors, as Tony Robbins has said. You don't see that. But all you see is, okay, I see the glamour. But you don't even know what they had to do. You don't know how many hours they had to lose, what sleep they had to do, was they homeless, were they put out, Were they on their last dime when they did that. Neil is speaking today. He really is. He, he's going as deep as possible as he can, because I know we don't have long on this radio show. But he's telling the truth. we got to stop that. Get out that mindset. You should be working, adding value to somebody's life. Quit worrying about oh, I gotta do better than you. I gotta run this red light. Don't bump that. I'm not worried and that's why a lot of times we fail in bit. We fail in life, period, because we're so concerned on ourselves. We're not focusing on nobody else. Bump everybody else. That's right. That's
0: absolutely right, and that's important. I think I think both men and women do compete. Um and competition yeah, diminishes who you are, and it takes you away it, – it diminishes your love of life. So it's important. I mean, you can yeah, look at somebody and say, what wonderful characteristics or attributes that person has, and I want, to, uh, I want to apply some of those to my own life. That's a positive, constructive thing to do. And I do want to take a moment out and just say that I think um, a lot of people – I really would encourage people because they would benefit from my book, Fresh Eyes Upon the World – they can go to amazon.com to get it, and also go to my website. There's some beautiful videos with graphics and music. My website is Neil, neal n e a l grace g r a c e dot com, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook, Neil, neal n e a l grace g r a c e. And this book, Fresh sure. Eyes Upon the World, and I don't mean to sound too presumptuous, but it really has. A very original and unique way of looking at life and giving solutions that we can all apply Aww. on a practical level to improve our lives significantly, and uh, that was my whole purpose in writing this book: is 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 not to make money, but to help people and help our society and our civilization survive a lot of the tumult and the and the challenges that are going on horrifically all the time. I mean, it seems like we're in a very chaotic state. We need to bring back our heart, our love, our humanity, core values that can promote kindness and compassion and unification more than ever in the history of humanity.
1: I mean, with your book, I love it. It's it's so, I know man, don't like to hear the word, but it's so darn cute and darling. And I mean, it's not long at all, and it answers some of the questions that most of us think about, like, why do people, why do people lie, your thoughts on gun control, you know, things that, you know, we don't talk about all the time, but he got the questions right here, that's why I was amazed, like, why do people hold on, oh, why do people hold on to hurt and disappointment for so long, man, that's taught, that that speaks, I know it does, it's speaking to me, I know it's speaking to us, you guys got to get this book, I can't go into it with you. You're going to have to get this book. Neil gave you the website. That's why I said make sure you listen to the replay um, because this book is, is short, but it's to the point. It's to the point. It's not overwhelming like most right. this, most books you get. I, I love it. I, I do. I'm glad I got my copy here. Yes. Uh, now, Neil, as I said, because uh, it's amazing, your journey, but you have tried probably so many foods. What food did you eat uh, which you had never eaten before ever in your life?
0: Uh, well, I, by the way, I'm glad you brought that subject up. Uh, I think food is really important. The more conscious we are with what we eat and how we eat, the healthier we will be. I'm a very, I'm very um, committed and devoted to being extremely healthy. But in my travels, in my youth, I, when I was in Asia, they had all these exotic fruits, uh, fruits I couldn't even describe. They were so unusual looking in the shape and their colors. And they were delicious. I don't even know what they were called, but I did eat them uh, because you could peel away the outer skin. So I knew it was safe to eat them. And I think it's important to also experiment with new foods and new diets. And uh, I'm a vegan, I'm a plant based person. I have been for almost uh, 40 to 50 years. But I eat, I love, I love all kinds of delicious foods, healthy foods. And uh, I love all kinds of foods that are every, everything I eat, I remember that this is not just for the taste. This is fuel for the precious body in which my spirit inhabits. Everything we eat and everything we drink is serving the body. And if it's not, we have to take responsibility, we as the individual, to make sure that we are giving our bodies the very best fuel and nutrients we can.
1: That's right. I do agree. And we don't get enough of those servings. People, I think most people just forget about those servings. You do need need, need a balanced meal. Um, but my coworker, she's doing vegan as well. She finds herself her body um, cleansed. This will be her 22nd day. Um, at first, I get to start off a little gassy for her, but um, she loves it and she watched the documentary What the Health that changed her perspective a little bit, but she just didn't jump on board while actually doing more research into it. But I was thinking, and I was seeing some of her meals. I'm like, boy, dang, your, your your meals look kind of better than Ashley having the darn Uh But you just, I guess, you just have to know how to fulfill your appetite more and know how to get all your protein out of it because now you're totally talking about a whole a whole different lifestyle. I can't even imagine. That's right. That that's right.
0: right. All we got to do in life is remember how precious life is and make choices that serve what? us and uplift us and help us contribute to our neighborhood, our society, our nation, and the entire earth itself. We have to wiggle our way into ecstasy.
1: Now, I think, <laughs> now out of everything, I, think I did try my coworker. She did me. She let me try one of her fruits. Um, I think it was called um litching. And that was pretty good. not so bad. I'm always trying stuff that she brings to the job. I'm like, okay. And my co-worker's always laughing. Like, you always see everything. Well, I like to try new stuff, child. Yeah, you can't live in one little state of mind. You, I got to try it all. So, um, Neil, you went to 200 state parks and, and 49 states. My God, which country did you visit?
0: Oh, my God. Wait, which country did I visit or didn't I visit? <laughs> oh, God. <Lord. laughs> I went to many countries and many. I I I mean, I love, I love the diversity in the world. I loved. I was in Europe. I love all the countries in Europe and in Asia, and the Middle East, um, and the Caribbean. I I I've been through. Uh, I went down to Panama and Costa Rica and Central America and Mexico. Um, I love, and I love all the beautiful parks in the United States. I, I love nature. I think nature is the temple of God. And we, should, uh, we really should preserve and, and cherish every, every expression of nature on the planet, from a blade of grass to a hummingbird to a great waterfall to a mountain to a desert to a tree. Everything is just a, a miraculous manifestation of eons of evolution
1: of nature. Oh, I bet it is, and you just don't, you you don't learn until you actually step outside your element. My professor once told me, that you appreciate what you actually have when you go to a whole nother, when you go to a whole nother country. You certainly do, but out of all those countries, what would you say was one of your favorite countries? Well, that's a
0: hard question to answer because I love them all, but I was really pretty enthralled with Nepal at the time because of the Himalayan mountains. It was so beautiful and the culture of the people, they're rather small in size and they lived in these little houses. I I just I had to bend over. I'm six one, six two and I had to bend over to go inside and I couldn't even stand up, uh, and, and many of them because the ceilings were only like Six feet tall, so it was very, it was very beautiful, and they're very spiritual people. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, temples and and spiritual um, icons and symbols uh, permeating the whole culture. So it was a, it was a combination of the nature and the culture and the kindness of the people themselves that was extremely inspiring, uh, and I really loved it and. I really loved Italy, too. I loved Italy and Europe, and I loved Greece, and I loved France. The history is so remarkable, uh, and the countryside. I love the countryside of those countries. Uh, it's really wonderful to visit these countries because they can teach you so much about you know, the world, about what it is to live in society. And I'll never forget uh, all of those experiences.
1: Oh, man. Those experiences, you'll never forget. You got that right. You can't take those away at all. What was something that shocked you during your travels?
0: I'm sorry. Say that again, please.
1: Yes, sir. What was something that shocked you during your travels? Well, my travels
0: were quite varied, and at times – you know, I had I had to really summon my own inner resources to overcome loneliness and to deal with things that were not always easy and pleasant. I didn't have much money at the time, so I had to be creative, and I had to be uh, resourceful. Uh, and at times, I had to find my own way. I had to assert myself with other people with language problems uh, because I didn't speak the uh, native language, so it was not always easy. And, again, this required me to tap into my own creativity. I had to be creative in order to manage well and keep myself afloat.
1: Okay. Uh, Man, I cannot wait till I start actually traveling. I do. It's so exciting because the job I do, I'm always listening to everyone, mostly tell me where they're from or going to. It's it's amazing. It it really is. I even have a friend who's in Germany, and she loves it, especially during Soberfest. Uh, I <laughs> can't even imagine. I can't, I can't wait because I know it's going to be a culture shop. But uh, just to live through other people's eyes, it's like, okay, my turn is coming, so I can see it for myself. Now, you're not a therapist or a counselor. So why do you think folks should really listen to you?
0: Well, I think everybody has something to teach. I don't think we need to necessarily go through the traditional um, uh, process of academia. I think that uh, I have a lot of wisdom to impart to the world, and I think they could listen to me because of my experiences. My varied and vast and broad experiences have enabled me to have great insights into many aspects of life. Um, and I'm not sure that I could have learned as much as I did had I become a, uh, a psychologist or a PhD in philosophy. So I think I have a lot to share and a lot to uh, give to people. Uh, and I think that the more we can open up to each other the more we will all learn and be the beneficiaries of that learning.
1: Exactly. And I even learned today you can read four books and become an expert. If I get that's to, right I need to I need to start at least reading ten pages. If I can read ten pages of a book each day, by the time I get done I will have read forty three books within that amount of time, probably within a year. But that's all it takes four books to actually become an expert. And I was listening to that on my affirmations call I like, Wow you don't even have to go to school. You don't have to get a degree. People think degree is just uh, shoot. I don't even know what to call them. I don't even know what they're for now, because uh, I know that they led to student loans for me. But it's it's just basically say I got something. My name is on a piece of paper now. That's it. But it don't mean right. that that person is smart and no more than you, 'cause they got a darn paper. That's it. That's all they got. On paper. <laughs> I mean, and it's basically it's true. You don't have to. You don't have to have a degree. To do what Neil actually done He took a chance, he stepped out There was no school for that Nobody guided it's him cl- It's the school listen. of life oh,
0: It's the school of life
1: Exactly, that's hard knock. Hard knock of life right there for you There you go Neil Now why is it to you Important to look within to be introspective Isn't it ignorance bliss
0: The most important thing in the world Is to look inside yeah. to see who you are and that is, that banishes ignorance. But the more you could see yourself, including some of your shadows and some of your unresolved issues, your hurt, your pain from the past, betrayal, abandonment, rejection, bullying, whatever it is, look inside. By looking inside and shedding light on these things, what you are doing is you are healing them. You are healing these issues so that you can be whole. And full, and happy, and at the apex of life itself.
1: Mhm. Wow. I mean, I got some deep discovering to do, even about myself. All of us I do. All think- of us do. Right. Because D- you don't go know deep. Go deep, baby. The
0: deeper you go, the more treasures <laughs> you'll find.
1: yeah <laughs> you. You got that right because once you don't know yourself, it feels like when somebody pulls something out and they say something that you, um, that shocks you, you'd be like, wow. Now it, says, it does send you back into a dark place like, wow, they said this about me. It feels like they know you more than you know yourself. Um, I can't even think of it. It was come like that. People know more. They know something about you that you don't know about yourself. Then you got where well, you know something about yourself that others don't know. It's the Four Corners. I can't even think of it right now, but it's like on top of my head, and I've been learning this for the longest. But that's what I thought about. Um, it's going to come to me after the show. Now, Neil, did you learn to become more self-aware during your travels, or was it before?
0: Uh, I'd say both, but also the more you travel, the more you are exposed to, a, to new things, and new things are going to uh. challenge your sense of understanding. And it's going to kind of penetrate deeper inside you. So I think um, traveling and, you know, but you don't have to travel far. You can also travel and go to a movie, and you learn from that movie. You can travel and go to the theater. You can travel and read a book. You can travel and walk down the streets of a city. You can travel and go on a different path in nature. Everything is a journey. Every day we are having multitudes of journeys with ourselves. And the more, just be aware, be present, breathe, be meditative, be in a state of awe and wonder at everything that's happening. Even the dark and sinister things can teach us a lot about who we are.
1: That's so true, and I feel like just it makes you aware of your eccentricities and and your dislikes and your and your likes, your tolerance. Your tolerances and your limitations, all that is tied up to when you go on this journey. Every single day when you probably wake up, it's something new that you like, that you didn't know. And and when you tie it all down, we all students, we always learn something new. That's why you can never stop learning. Never Once you stop learning, then you uh Basically, you might well go and say that you're you dead. Because that's mm-hmm. basically what it is. When you stop to somebody and not want to learn, you're dead. Now, I'm just going to call like I said. I mean, people don't want to hear the truth, but that's basically what you are. You like to show off the dead. That's what you are, except you're not probably eating other people, but you learn life eat at it itself. Now, do we personally need limitlessly um, curiosity to get the best out of life, Neil?
0: Yes, I think curiosity is our natural predisposition. I think we're curious uh, creatures. And we need to be curious about ourselves, about others, and to um, to let the curiosity that exists within us to fulfill it, because it will enrich us. It will um, satisfy our need and desire to understand. And curiosity is a beautiful thing to have. hmm
1: it is. I like to be curious. Make sure it opens up my mind so I can end up learning. And like I said, we're capable mm-hmm. of learning so if we want to. Nothing more than the desire to learn, which that's what we call Just call it curiosity. And, I mean, mm-hmm. curiosity to me it has influenced every single thing we as a civil, civilization know today. Uh-huh. Our kids our, will have died probably in about three days if... It probably cavemen and women didn't teach themselves what food, water, and fire was. But that's life for you. I love it, though. I love it. That's right. That's right. Um, And I think until then, it'll continue to drive us to explore all aspects of knowledge that there actually is out here. So I, I totally agree everything that Neil's saying on curiosity
0: and everything before
1: that that I said I'm totally with him on this page. Now, how did you go from being nearly destitute to becoming a millionaire? I know that's a million dollar question people are wondering.
0: Well, it took um, a lot of faith, a lot of commitment, a lot of devotion, a lot of practice and I got uh, mm-hmm. I got involved in sales. Uh, in the printing industry and did very well. And I was, um, I was very successful at it. And over the years, uh, I continued to invest wisely and correctly, and I worked diligently uh, to accumulate um, my wealth. And I think, uh, I think with the right attitude, and it's not always easy, but with the right attitude and the right focus, Uh, we can do pretty well in our lives. We don't all have to be rich, but we can can certainly strive to make our lives materially as comfortable as possible because there are those people who kind of deny the significance of materialism. Materialism is part of reality. Mm -hmm. And when we know ourselves, we can have a better relationship with money and with materialism because most people have a very difficult relationship with it. Some people become obsessed with it. Some people try to ignore it. Some people deny it or negate it. So you need to develop a very healthy relationship with yourself and with money and with what you want in life and how you achieve it. Um, so I was able to, to do well. Uh, I didn't really start working until I was 32 years old uh, full time and then I uh, just uh, continue to do well and, and accumulate uh, monies.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Those are the factors we need to be teaching our children. Give them that be helpful to let them know just what you can do in order to be successful. I didn't say a millionaire, that, but to just be successful financially. Yeah, successfully, I mean, you don't have
0: to. <laughs> don't beat yourself up. I really am a – I, I – Prescribed to the philosophy Life is meant to be enjoyed It's not meant to be Hard work Uh, It should never be hard work Life should be enjoyable Life should be pleasant Life should be serene Life should be meaningful
1: Yes It should None of us should be struggling But it's the way we were educated The way things were taught to us That's why we go through this of struggle, um, and I don't think like well, basically no. I don't think none of us was. Let me say it again. I don't think we any of us was intended to come down here and struggle. We were all intended to have this um wealth lifestyle and to be able to be secured and happy. But we can't do that because of course, some you got bills to pay, you have children in the you don't know which way to go, you got paycheck to paycheck. All that's pondering and wandering through your mind daily, but it's just because of the way we were taught. And now we have to make sure that we end that vehicle and start a new vehicle because you have children now. You got to teach them the new vehicle. You got to let them know that you don't have to go through this um, um, struggle trial. You can change uh, that. That's right. Them. So, yeah, we have to definitely show them. Now, um, you, now, Neil. You say you can' find wealth, well-being and wisdom without taking a step, without taking a step. but why?:
0: Well, you, you can find these things you mean if you really just allow the world to come to you, and okay. that's going to require a very open heart, an open mind, okay. and an implicit trust in things uh you can learn everything without having to go out and put yourself in i mean there's it, not it's going out as you know i've done this is a great thing to do but you don't need to do it you can do it you have common sense you have a practical orientation in your mind if you look at things objectively and you have a spiritual faith that you can embrace that will give you the direction into toward the light and the light of knowing, the light of understanding, and the light of wisdom, and the light of success. You follow
1: now, me? I am following you. I know a lot of people that probably went right over their head because that's not probably what they're thinking in order to create wealth or other or wisdom. You know, people want stuff quick. Okay, what's a quick way? Well, I need a quick way to get rich. I need a quick way to do this. Nobody's no, doing this. you
0: need to take action, but you need...
1: If you push too hard, it backfires. Right. Okay. No, don't want to definitely backfire, so don't push too hard. I got you, Neil. Definitely. So with all the current negativity in the world, how do you suggest we remain positive? We've got so much going well, on around us. Every-
0: it is a difficult. It is very pathetic. It's very sad. A lot yeah, of the –
1: atrocities
0: that happen and a lot of the, the struggles that individuals go through and whole systems are colliding uh, with each other and there's tremendous upheaval, that you need to really remember all of the good things. You need to look for those things. Wherever you go, there's something beautiful to be seen. There's a flower. There's a bird flying above you. There's a smile on a child's face. These are the things you want to embrace. These are the things you want to incorporate in your thinking and your experience. These are the things that will keep you buoyant and keep you floating down the river of your own dreams. So if you let all the negatives engulf you, you're going to sink like a dead log in a river. You need to make sure you keep yourself vibrant by focusing on the good things the beautiful things in life. It doesn't mean you want to ignore these negative things, but don't let them become the predominant force dictating what life is to
1: you yes sir yes that that just that really just spoke to me and i I do a business as well and my my business partner told me that he said, what you going through, you're going to let it mesh together. And I'm like, oh, what are you talking? I, I, I did feel like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? In my mind, that's what I'm saying. What is he talking about? You don't know what I'm actually going through. This is a whole situation. If this happened to you, you would not be speaking. And then I had to actually sit back. Like, he's right. If I let that negativity control me, or what somebody actually doing or saying right now, because this person that I'm dealing with is very ignorant, then they will it's have to. It's going control to devastate you. It will
0: devastate you if you let it control you. It will.
1: It will. Man, I'm telling you, um, this is some powerful stuff. I hope everybody's taking away. But my last question is this What can readers take away from Fresh Eyes Upon the World, Neil?
0: That life is a miracle, you are a miracle. And how you conduct yourself is really up to you. You have the freedom to transcend the the grief and the difficulty and the misery of life through your consciousness. The more you can develop your consciousness, the happier and the freer, the wiser, and the more successful you will be.
1: Uh, Neil, I thank you so much for being here and us, opening our eyes. Before I leave any of you, including Neil, my listeners out there, this is the truth of the day. Give something back to the world and our society. Many people never think of the impact they have on the people they interact with day to day. Yet the simplest and most profound gift we could give to us is to act as a powerful, positive example for their life-affirming path. Our world gives so much to every one of us, and we must be grateful for everything. Do not take anything for granted. Recognize the fact that you are an example for everyone. Make your choices, opinions, and actions to Today, be sure the impression you make on others makes a positive difference. Enjoy the day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, Neil. Thank you so much again. Make sure you get your copy of Neil's great book, Fresh Eyes Upon the World, making life a spectacular journey. It's going to make your life um better if you go ahead and take that chance. But you got to take the opportunity now. So make sure you pick up your copy. Share, share this show, because somebody needs to hear this value today. So add that value to their life if you don't do nothing else. God bless everyone. I love you all.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.